You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Leanne Dolan, back in the Wondery Sunset Studios after a fabulous week off. <laughs> I did not want to come home, Liz <laughs> and Julie. I love you guys, but I did not want to come, come back. You're looking very refreshed and relaxed, Leanne. Julie, oh. if you could see Leanne, she just looks, you know, the, she looks sounds good. Very yeah. Re- she yeah. sounds very relaxed. I can, tell. I, can I, tell. I am trying to keep the magic of the ranch alive in my daily life. Okay. I'm going to tell you about my visit to Rancho La Puerta. It's okay. been a long time coming. Someplace I've always wanted to go. I had a chance to go, and I loved it. Mm. I, I, don't, I didn't want to leave. What's not to love, really? There's exactly. Just... <laughs> exactly. So that's coming up in the show. Hey, Liz. Hey, hey, I'm the I'm the middle sister. I'm Liz Dolan. I live in Santa Monica, California with my dog Hooper. It's been yeah, we got, we had a lot going on. I, I I'm glad that you listened to last week's show, Leon, and approved the job that Julie and I did. We 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 work hard to make you proud even when you're not here. You did a great job. <laughs> We we were very nervous. This is Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister, and I'm usually in Dallas, Texas, but today I'm coming to you from my closet in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Yes, and I've had quite some adventure out here. I'm an empty nester and an urban nana, and uh, happy you're back, Leon. Yeah, I don't know, Julie. When when Julie sent me a video to edit last night that were that was the bears outside her window. I was like, we've got a good show coming up today. We've got some, we've got wild animals. We don't always have wild animals on pod, on our podcast, but this week full report. I want to let you know how I did when I was facing a 400 pound bear. Okay, good. So we have bears, we have sea turtles and we have emotional support cows. So (laughs) Really I mean, feeling those midsummer relaxed <laughs> vibes here at Satellite Sisters. We do also have a special hashtag Sat Sisters travel block. Because, we do. Yeah. Julie, you put together a bang up weekend for your friends in Steamboat Springs. So you're going to actually do a trip report on that. Liz, yes. you have some apps and how to organize group travel. Group travel. Because there are a lot of travel apps that are good just for you. But what if you're trying to like wrangle a whole group? There are some special ones that really are helpful. And I'm going to tell you about my week at Rancho La Puerta, including my digital detox, Mm. which I cannot recommend highly enough. Mm -hmm. Also, we have an entertaining sisters. I'm going to go tell you what not to see. Of the 9 million (laughs) special (laughs) events commemorating Apollo 11, I went to the worst. (laughs) And it could be coming to a town near you. So it's a warning not to go to... Not to say okay, this. That's, that's unusual. We usually are endorsing <laughs> yes. programs and, and events. So that's uh, okay. We'll, we'll yeah. we we, up for that. And, and when we get to Entertaining Sisters, we'll have some breaking news because they're announcing the Emmy nominations as we are starting the show. So we're going to gin up a few comments by the time we are wrapping the show. And, and we have our to-do list for the week. So, yeah. uh, all right. So, Liz, what's happening? Yeah, I wanted to start with something we rarely start with, you know, Operation Sea Turtle, for those of you who are not members of the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, Operation Sea Turtle is the health and wellness kind of support group that exists in the Facebook group where every weekend uh, I post some sort of recap of my week, like how did I do with my general health and wellness goals, and people chime in with their own. We say it's a place for pep talks and progress reports. And it's just very personal, whatever you want to do. So, uh, and it's called Operation Sea Turtle because I originally named it when we were getting in shape to go to the Galapagos Islands. So that was a while ago, but we're sticking with the Operation Sea Turtle branding. Anyway, so Saturday, as I, I was walking to the beach and I was thinking about, okay, what is this week's post? And I had just had one of those weeks You know, when you just kind of lose the thread that you've been like good with your eating and your exercise and your sleeping and your overall like wellness, like check, check, check. And then somehow you just fall off the wagon. Just get off track. And it's so easy, too. It's so easy. I mean, it's just one false move and then you're down some whole 
terrible I, path. <laughs> I know. I know. And of course you can recover, but you just have to catch yourself before it's too late, right? That's the key. That's why having like a group to talk to is somewhat helpful. So what I posted in the Operation Sea Turtle Weekly Update this weekend is that thought like, oh, how did I lose the thread? And also that my simple goals for this week were walking an hour every day, swimming three times a week, cooking for myself instead of takeout, because I've definitely been falling down that rabbit hole, and more water, less wine. That yeah, was, those okay. were the goals. Okay, so pretty simple, and I'll be reporting back on that next Saturday. Anyway, so Sunday morning I wake up, got my Operation Sea Turtle goals fresh in my mind, but I also have the Wimbledon final fresh in my mind, right? And that starts super early if you're here on the West Coast. So 6 a.m. I did not make the 6 a.m. start, but I'm watching by 7 a.m. And it is uh, Federer and Djokovic and, you know, you can't go wrong with those when those two are on court. It's true. I, it ended up being the most extraordinary match probably of all time, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. For some people it did, but for me, <laughs> oh, what happened? So what happened? So I watched for two hours, and at the end of the fourth set, you know, where you know it's going into the fifth set, it's also time for me to leave to go to water aerobics. So then I'm thinking, Wimbledon, water aerobics, Wimbledon, water aerobics. But because I had just posted my goals the day before, I'm like, Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to record the fifth set. I will go to water aerobics. When I come back from water, like no looking at social media when I'm coming back from the Santa Monica College pool. And then I'll just watch the fifth set. I'll right. be happy. But you have to kind of be in a media blackout yes. to make that happen. So I go have a delightful hour in the pool. I was so, so, so happy I went. Then I'm coming back. Uh, purposely not. There's no looking at Facebook. There's no looking at Twitter. But I did turn on my phone. And that was my mistake. Because, because I turn on my phone uh. and this text pops up from a friend in New York with whom I had been texting the night before because she had been listening to last week's show and said... I've lived in New York 37 years. I've also never been to the Statue of Liberty. So right. we were actually planning a Statue of Liberty outing together. So when she popped up on my phone, I like opened it and she had sent me a picture of the scoreboard uh. of the fifth set tied at 9-9. So I was just like, oh, shoot me now. I had worked so hard to like <laughs> be in the bubble. So, so I go home. So that obviously spoiled the first 18 games of the fifth set for me. There's just no point. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, at that point, once you know it's tied at 9-9, you just got to fast forward right. straight through to that. Now, luckily, it, it continued to be super dramatic. But I was just so, I was so bummed. And I, so I just want to say, I mean, I know it's not her fault, but just in general, like, when you're texting to people about sporting events, it's okay to say things like, oh, my God, are you watching? Or, oh, you're killing me. But sending the actual score yeah. in real time, especially to people in a time zone where the match started at 6 a.m., a lot of people are going to be recording. So I just, <laughs> I just encourage people, just think a moment before you send. Anyway, so... I watched uh, the the rest of it, and it was. I mean, I'm sure you guys were watching. It was amazing, right? Unlike you, I blew off yoga oh, and just did. stayed. I did not go to yoga and stayed and watched yes. the match yeah. live. But I have done that in a group text with my college friends. Yeah. I blew Wimbledon for them last year. Yeah, and I will feel bad about it for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's so. just. It wasn't even a final, but I, you know, they're te avid tennis fans, and I had just said, oh, poor Federer, and that's yeah. all it took. Yeah. They were like, we're back, we're <laughs> recording. I was like, oh. Just try not to give it so. away. You can capture the excitement of what's happening without uh, giving uh, away what's happening. I know. Just, I learned my lesson. Yeah. Anyway, I felt terrible. But in the end, I'm happy that I, went, that I put my Operation Sea Turtle goals first. Yes. That was the right thing to do. Wimbledon's going to come around, like... Every year, Rio, and, right? yeah. So, uh, so that was. And good. you want to be around for future years of women. <laughs> yes. that's the way you should think about it, Liz. Healthy lifestyle, right? Yeah. So then I went back to the Operation Sea Turtle posts uh, yesterday, and like it's just a good place for people to share. And there were two that I wanted to mention: Shauna or Shona. Not sure how to pronounce your name. You start to feel sorry for yourself, and then you read something like this: "I'm in the middle of marathon training." 
I also work for FEMA, the region that covers Louisiana. And we're in the middle of oh, response dear. to Louisiana, which means 13-hour days. So she's, so Sean is getting up to do 3.45 a.m. runs so that she can continue her marathon training while she is taking care of us. Oh, so, Shauna. Yay. Operation Sea Turtle, salute to you, Shauna. Yeah. And then Neil posted something that I do feel, too. He said, uh, he said, this thread is actually therapeutic for me. My problems melt away when I read what others have to deal with, but their strength gives me motivation to do more. A lot is happening as we get older, blah, 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 blah. Here's to a brighter tomorrow. So thank you, everyone, who's like sea turtling together. Okay. And it's all about the togetherness. Um, all right. It, one other health-related note. I got just the dumbest DNA news ever the other day. And, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fascinated by DNA testing. I'm into it. Uh, and I heard this story on, on the news that was about a DNA service where you can have your, um, your dog tested. Uh, and not so much to find out what kind of dog you have because people do, 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 people do that. Can't you just look at your dog? Yeah. Or can't you just make yeah. it up? It's just not important enough to me. But, no, this test was specifically so you can reunite your dog with their family. So, no. I mean, Hooper, I like you, but no, we're not doing that. So I thought that was the dumbest DNA news I ever heard. Until then, like mere moments uh, later, I got an email that was even dumber than that. So I have gone through the 23andMe testing. And what happens if you do that is every once in a while you get an email from them saying, we have a new result for you. And uh, they, you know, they send you a new report, some other little piece of your genome that they've decoded. And they kind of update you like, hey, we just figured this out. And it's usually kind of interesting because it is so most of them are in the category they call health predisposition. So do you have an increased risk of age-related macular degeneration is one. How about type 2 diabetes? How about the BRCA1, BRCA2? So you get all of these in your email. Um, Parkinson's disease. And it just obviously it's not telling you whether you're going to get it or not, but it tells you what your genetic predisposition is to get that. Then there's another category, which is, you know, what they call traits. Oh, wait, no. No, there's one called wellness. And in the wellness category, they have things like caffeine consumption. Are you likely to uh, consume more caffeine? You will not be surprised that that would be a yes for me. <laughs> uh, then there's one that's called... And you paid for that information yeah. list. Yeah. Well, here's another one, Julie. And under wellness, they have genetic weight. Are you predisposed to weigh average or more than average? And they say, I'm predisposed to have an average weight. So that's clearly an error on their part. Uh, there's another one that's called muscle composition. And uh, I have the muscle composition that is common in elite power athletes. You girls might be surprised. Surprised to know that? Say oh, yeah. that phrase again, elite power athletes list. That's Yes, okay. I have the muscle Good. composition of an elite power athlete, which I think is more the potential muscle composition right. of elite power athlete. Right, because we're an elite power athlete. There's some training involved mm. to actually get there. You can also find out if you're more likely to have bunions or asparagus odor detection, whatever. And then there's one other whole category that's like, Fear of heights, fear of public speaking, blah, 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 flat feet, whatever. That's in your DNA, That's fear it. of heights? Yes. Oh. Isn't that funny? Yeah. So, But here's the dumbest one I got the other day that you thought, this can't possibly be in your DNA. So you open it and you're kind of excited because you're like, you're about to learn something that could be meaningful about yourself. And I open this one and hang on. It is your ice cream flavor preference. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Did, did you know that this was in your DNA? No. This seems wrong, doesn't it? What like, is it? Why are scientists... What is your ice cream? <laughs> so it says, this is why it was extra dumb. So it is, uh, you, there is a genetic factor that predisposes you to prefer vanilla or chocolate. Okay. Like, uh -huh. are you a vanilla person or are you a chocolate person? And your, it says here, your ice cream flavor preference is likely influenced by culture and previous experiences, but the impact of your genetics may be the cherry on top. See, they always got it. Ice cream copy. pun. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Ice cream yeah. puns. So like, I'm like, okay, well, this is stupid. And then even stupider, my result was 50-50. <laughs> oh! I have no particular.
particular preference, chocolate, vanilla, apparently all ice cream is fine with me. Yeah. All right. Okay. You should get the mixed swirl every time you go to Carvella's. (laughs) Easy. Easy choice. So, yeah. So, anyway, most of the time, these 23 and me things are interesting, but sometimes not so much. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's my scientific report. Leanne, if you'd like to read all about how they figure out what your ice cream preference is, I can. I printed it out for you. I can share it. Well, here's my dumb DNA question. Is your report the same as ours? No. No. Oh. Uh, okay. Uh, no. Okay. I know we've covered this before. I know. And you girls think that because I've been testing, <laughs> yes. you're covered. Yes. No. Yep. Mm-mm, okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, close hey, enough. Well, can, we, can we talk about some real genetic testing news that may be of broader interest than just ice cream, <laughs> yes. although ice cream Nothing is Nothing really is broader important. than ice cream. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a new study that came out that said that healthy lifestyle can cut down your risk of developing Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia, that if you are predisposed, genetically predisposed to uh, dementia or Alzheimer's, that you really, through lifestyle changes, such as good diet, adequate exercise, limiting the amount of alcohol, not smoking, staying mentally active, you can really cut down your risk of developing dementia. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty exciting. Now, this is a study that was done with 200,000 people. It's people only with European ancestry, so it doesn't cover all different groups. But it is encouraging in the same way that with heart disease, people that are genetically predisposed to heart disease, many people have been able to combat heart disease through a healthy lifestyle. Uh, so I, you know, our, our dad, uh, died of Alzheimer's. Uh, this is a subject that's very close to us. Uh, 5 million Americans suffer from some kind of dementia and, wow, uh, this that's is a, a big number. That is yeah. a big number. Mm. And this is the first time they've been able to make this link. Now it may not be, you know, of the group that is genetically predisposed to, uh, dementia, uh, 95% will be able to make some, you know, through a healthy lifestyle may, may be able to make some, you know, progress towards not developing a dementia, mm-hmm. but still there is a 5% of those that are genetically predisposed that regardless of their lifestyle choices, they still are going to, uh, develop dementia. And I kind of feel like our dad was in that category because he had a pretty healthy lifestyle. He did. Um, yeah. Walked five miles a day. He ate a very um, balanced meal. You know, at the end of his life, he certainly didn't drink or smoke. And, uh, uh, but, you know, so, yeah. but this is encouraging. And it, and it does, you know, it is, it's tied to Operation Sea Turtle that all of this mm-hmm. can really help you. So, Get out there, I guess. Yeah. That's the answer. Yeah. I mean, there's this whole thing about being able to turn on or turn off your genes, right? And yep. that's what I think we're just beginning to figure out. So I yep. would like to turn on the genes that give me the body of an elite power mm. athlete. Yeah. <laughs> right. And turn off the ice cream eating genes and then yep. never get Alzheimer's. Okay. That's yep. those, those are my goals. Sea turtles. <laughs> All right. I have one more little health story and then uh, then we can move on to travel. But I saw this in the New York Times and I, you know, I thought we needed to share this. First uh-huh. of all, the headline was move over therapy dogs. Hello, therapy cows. Actually, therapy cows. So you were yeah. hooked just at that, right, <laughs> I actually added the move part. It just says move over, but I know they wanted us to read it. Move over. All right. You heard that right. Therapy cows. Mm -hmm. Now, you've probably heard of equine therapy, right? And you've seen it depicted in Sandra Bullock movies where she has to go and, like, pick up the horse's leg. I don't really know what that's all about, and horses scare me. It does appear to work for people, though. (laughs) It worked for Sandra Bullock in that movie. So, but this is with cows. And this is what I love about this story. And I'll put a link at the Satellite Sisters Facebook page. You can read actual details and facts. But it was a couple of farmers from upstate New York who had gone home to the Netherlands where they discovered uh, a farm where they did, in Dutch, this is the word for for cow therapy, cow knuffelen. <laughs> Did you pr- practice that, Liam? I've been practicing it all day. Say that again. Cow 
knuffelen. All right. <laughs> Which actually means cow hugging in Dutch. Okay. Oh. How could you not want a cow knuffel? <laughs> I mean, come on. No, right. Seems like so, a good idea. So they saw that these cows, as opposed to horses who stand up, cows lie down so you can really knuffle them. I mean, you can get in there. You can Just do lay down a lot right of knuffling. <laughs> and this is the thing. So they brought it back to America. And, you know, they've been offering cow knuffling at cow hugging at their farm in upstate New York. So oh, wow. I know we've, we've enjoyed huggy. We've enjoyed all kinds of words from... Yes. Far away places mm-hmm. to enhance our uh, enhance our life. Yeah, I, I think we got to get on board with the cow knuffling. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the cows though. Cows. <laughs> if people start bringing cows on board airplanes as therapy oh, pets, yeah. I'm really gonna have an issue. <laughs> they're gonna need their own line, right, Liz? Yeah, they're gonna need their own yeah. line. I had to sit next to a dog at the movies the other day. Oh, that's a cute <laughs> photo. You sat next to a dog at yes. the movies? Yeah, I went to see yesterday because Julie recommended, oh. yeah, dog in the seat next oh, to me. For goodness Of sakes. course, emotional support dog, whatever. <laughs> but it was like a Pomeranian. How much emotional support Did can a tiny a little, little dog? Did it have a vest on and everything <laughs> sitting there in the seat? No, no. So oh. no knuffling with the, pa- with the palm? No palm knuffling? No. Anyway, all right. Uh, we're getting power cow. You could really knuffle. Look at yeah. that cow. Yeah, you want to knuffle that. Yeah. Nothing weird about that. Just knuffle that cow. All right. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. We've got a hashtag Sat Sisters Travel coming up. But first, we want to thank a couple of sponsors. We want to thank ButcherBox for being a sponsor of Satellite Sisters and a sponsor for a long time. We appreciate that kind of support. And listeners, if you love Satellite Sisters, we really believe you're going to love ButcherBox, where you can get incredible deals on premium cuts of beef. And deals this good are hard to come by even at the grocery store. All right, what we love about ButcherBox? Convenience. High-quality meat and seafood you can trust that shows up right at your doorstep with free shipping always, and you can curate that customized box plan. And you know who this is perfect for, Jewel? No, Leanne, what? The meal preppers in your life. Okay, meal prepping now is being taken to a whole new level. We used to just think of it as making a few things on Sunday, but no. People are on top of it. They are planning out their meals for the week, and ButcherBox is designed for this. It's perfect. You get these proportioned, you know, high-quality meat servings that come right in. It's right in your freezer. You can look ahead for the week ahead and go, okay, I've got chicken. I've got the salmon. I've got the scallops. Oh, I've got steak tips. Fantastic. My week is done. So if you're a meal prepper, you're getting organized with your meals this week, ButcherBox is for you. I absolutely love the quality. This is exactly how I plan my meals. Looking in my freezer, what do I have? Let's go. So we want to tell you, Satellite Sisters, about a great deal. The key to becoming a meal prep master? Stay stocked up on the essentials. ButcherBox is here to help you do just that. They're offering Satellite Sisters listeners their choice of a weeknight meal must-have. Three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year, plus $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. That's right, butcherbox.com sisters and use code sisters to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right. Hashtag Sat Sisters Travel. It's happening. We've been doing a lot of travel reporting, but people are on the move. Mm-hmm. So we ask people to use that hashtag to post their photos. And first of all, we have gotten some fantastic photos over there at Instagram. If yeah. you want to check it out, uh, it's we. you can see photos of people this week alone. Scotland, the Peruvian Amazon, Ooh. Machu Picchu, Stockholm, Seneca Falls, London, Someone went to Hamilton and they hashtagged it. <laughs> Yay. The White Cliffs of Dover. It's all happening over there at hashtag Sat Sisters Travel. So if you're traveling this summer and you post on Instagram, use that. Yeah, at our Facebook, We love seeing your adventures. At our Facebook group, a very lively discussion popped up yesterday of how do I go to Wimbledon and get tickets? Mm-hmm. And don't you know? Oh, I thought that was excellent information. It was. There. I'm yeah. following that. Yeah. And yeah. don't you know someone in the Facebook group had just been to Wimbledon. <laughs> so they had all the answers. They literally had all the answers. So there you go. Hashtag Sad Sisters Travel. But Julie, this weekend, you spent the weekend in Steamboat with your college friends 
And now you've got a travel report. Go for it. I do. I do. I really want to recommend Steamboat Springs, Colorado as an ideal location for a women's weekend. You're trying to find a place where all your friends can meet. Go to Steamboat Springs. It's beautiful, beautiful scenery, fresh air. We have hot springs here. We have a rodeo every Friday and Saturday night in town, a charming downtown area, great farmer's market. Uh, There are plenty of housing options, depending on how big a group you have, your budget, whatever. You can hike, you can tube, you can bike, you can ride horses. It's all happening in Steamboat Springs. So I finally have convinced my college friends, uh, and we've been meeting for over 20 years, um, to come to come to Steamboat Springs, where generally we have our women's weekends on the East Coast because all of the other members are East Coast girls. Uh, the name of our group, the Aging Models, uh, <laughs> we decided finally we were going to meet in Steamboat Springs. Uh, one note, uh, we are. this might be funny to you, but we're really not models <laughs> or, and we're really not aging. That's the way I feel about it. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. A good name, though. It's a really good name for they, a group. Uh, but I can't tell you how how exhilarating it was to see them all arrive and they all settled in. It's a long trip from the East coast and they got here and Friday morning, I was up early as was one of the aging models who had come in from London. She was doing some work there, made the trip all the way to Steamboat Springs, uh, six o'clock in the morning. Now, sisters, you know, I've been coming to steam, uh, to Colorado for, um, for decades, okay. I, you know, I married someone who grew up in Colorado. I feel pretty confident, you know, out in the woods. I, you know, I know about nature. I know about wild animals. But I have to tell you that Friday morning at 6:03, I was standing uh, at my front window, and I look out and I see a 400-pound bear and three baby bears, like 10 feet from my house. Now, when you see a bear, (laughs) when you see a bear, you are supposed to not make loud noises, not panic, not run backwards. You're supposed to make yourself as big as possible, move slowly Mm -hmm. backwards, you know, do that. I did none of that. I just stood at the window and started screaming, bear, 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 bear. I'm Aging models came flying out of bedrooms in pajamas, in bathrobes, nightgowns. I am doing nothing. I am just standing at the window screaming as these, as mama bear and the baby bears, they are climbing up the tree right outside my window. You know, they're just, just having a time. Mm-hmm. I, I, my hand is shaking there. Everybody else is taking videos. I am trying to call 911 because we have giant bears in our front, in our front lawn. I just want to, um, just want to clarify. You're not in any physical danger. You're inside correct? your You're home. You're Inside a house. Leon, they're a bear. They could open the door. Those bears get into things all the all the time. They okay. just barge in. We had screen doors open. I mean, I, okay. I didn't. All it's right. a wild animal, Leon. Okay. okay. <laughs> but when I tried to tell the nine one one operator that I had a wild wild animal on my front lawn, they didn't care. Well, yeah. they cared, but they said. You're not supposed to call 911 yeah. about bears. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Do they have yes. a bear hotline? Animal control. Animal. They call animal control? They have a no, they consider it a non-emergency. Yeah, now, it's, told, it's Colorado. I, I told the operator I felt it was an emergency <laughs> that there was a large wild animal at, uh, five to ten feet from my front door, but um, I yeah. was corrected. Yeah. I was given the number for the non-emergency. So I'm sorry. I feel very strongly about having a good 9-11 system, I, and I'm sorry. What would you have wanted the authorities to do? Right. To come and scoot, you know, like get the bear. I mean. Like trank you know, the bears and cart them or, off somewhere? Or move them along. Move them along, Liz. Okay, they were climbing up. You know, what if something, what if the mother got mad? You know, this is a mama bear. You don't, you don't want to yeah. get her upset. Would you stay so, in the house? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. No. All, All right. right. I'm Go just ahead. saying, we'll see. We'll see when you face bears. You'll say face bears. <laughs> but we had a wonderful weekend. I have to say, as part of our summer fashion, I got each of my aging models a bandana to wear nice. during mm. the weekend. Mm. Multi. They could pick out whatever color they wanted. They looked excellent. And we did so many fun things. But I have to ask you, sisters, Liz and Leanne, riding in a hot air balloon, is that on either one of your bucket lists? No. 
No, me neither. Me neither. But I I have something that I that I want to add to your bucket list, uh, and that is to go to a hot air balloon festival. And every summer in Steamboat Springs, second week in July, they have a hot air balloon rodeo is what they call it. This year was the 38th annual year. So we got up very early on Saturday morning, 5.45. You got to get up early because that's when they launch balloons. If it's too late in the day, it gets too hot for the balloons to go out. And we headed out to a field near Bald Eagle Lake uh, to watch uh, the launching of, we weren't sure, the announcer didn't know if there were 24 hot air balloons or 26. But there is something so magical, so magnificent Um, seeing, and, and you really, when you see a hot air balloon in the sky, you really just have no sense of the scale of these balloons, but to watch them fill with air and then lift off the ground. And we were all the six aging models. We were standing there together in this field and there was mist rising off the lake because it was early and the sun was just coming over Mount Werner. And we were, st- I was standing there with these friends, uh, and can I say it was my birthday, which oh, made yeah. it extra special. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking about all of our lives and the decades that we have been together. And in that moment, I was just so grateful for their friendship. And then I just think about over all the years that we've been meeting and talking and all the things that we have shared together and meant for meant to each other. It was just, and watching these gorgeous balloons of, just name the color, pink, purple, blue, yellow, reds, even, Leon a Smokey the Bear balloon. Oh, so was, <laughs> Which you just would that's have your kind, That's your kind of bear? I hope it didn't trigger you. <laughs> Did you call 911? <laughs> oh. okay. I know you're trying to be no, sincere. No, it sounds like a lovely no. moment. I know. Yeah, it just... was just really an exhilarating moment, and it was just... Uh, you know, so I want to, I want really all, you should go to a hot air balloon festival and mm-hmm. not just watch them, but go to the launch site to see this because it is amazing. So we, we've had so much fun this weekend, but there was one final chapter and I don't think any women's weekend would be complete without a trip to the emergency room. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, bear attack. Uh, no, no bear attack. There was a sprained ankle uh, with the pain levels somewhere between seven out of ten. Oh. Uh, so we decided we'd send a delegation. We didn't want all the models to go because that would be too much commotion. Yeah. But fortunately, one of our aging models is actually a healthcare policy expert that uh, that really focuses on patient experience. That's mm-hmm. her. That's been her career's work. Uh, so we sent her to head our delegation to uh, the ER. And can I say, really, there is no better place for an orthopedic sort of issue than a major ski mountain Mm -hmm. because people are breaking their uh, bones here daily. So, you know, the ortho department at the uh, Steamboat Springs Hospital, excellent emergency room nurse and hats off to you. Fortunately, it was only a sprained ankle. You know, we and we were taken right away, had excellent service, and we were able to complete a wonderful weekend. But it is a great place. So if if you're planning um, um, a, a women's weekend, you want to get together with your satellite sisters, please, please put Steamboat Springs on the list. Okay. All right. All right. You know what's amazing, Julie, is that I am doing the very same thing in Bend in a couple of weeks for my college friend. And so when uh, friends, and so when I was looking at the calendar at visitben.com, I saw that there was a hot air balloon festival in Ben that week, and I'm like, well, all well, right, I don't balloon. know. I put it on you the maybe list. You have to go. Okay, it now is so we're sold. Worth it. Sold. They're magnificent to see, sold. and just uh, there, it's just a very unique experience yeah. that you don't. You know, even if you never, ever want to get in one of those. Right. And when I saw those wicker baskets up close, def- <laughs> definitely, definitely not. not. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. So put that on your list. Okay? I'm putting it on the list. Hot Sounds good. Festivals. They make you happy. What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's what you want to do with your own satellite sister. So, Julie, that's why when I saw this story in the paper over the weekend, I thought, OK, well, this is something we have to talk about. The New York Times in the travel section had a story called Traveling with a Group. Here's how to plan and stay friends. And the stay part is interesting, too, because you know how some people are good traveling companions and other people not so much. But a lot of it is sort of 
who's making the call on what we're doing, how are we making the plans. So this is a series of recommendations on apps you can use so that people can participate in the planning together. So it says in the story, the number one thing is to understand your group dynamic. You know, ensure the travelers will get along well together. Well, there's really well, no way to do that. We, but the aging models, we're all bosses. That's yes. the problem, okay. which is good, too. We're all bossy. We tell each other exactly what to do uh, all the time. Yeah. So obviously a trip would be different if it's a group of friends versus a couple of families traveling together. Is it multi-generational with a big age range? So there are all, you have to think about all those things. And then also they recommend understanding individual roles within the group, too. There will be someone in the group who will be the natural leader, this expert said. Be candid about this. <laughs> but in your group, if, if everyone's being a boss, yeah, maybe you should be candid about that, too. Anyway, so... Well, we, can, we, share, we share responsibility, obviously, so... I believe in, as yeah. example, as the emergency room situation was a good example, we put Carol in charge, and yeah. she did a f fantastic job. So there are ways to work out some of this in advance now. And so the uh, that's what a lot of these apps are focusing on. So, for instance, it says big groups of friends might opt to search through home rental sites like VRBO and Airbnb. And can I just say, this is a total aside, I've noticed that VRBO is now running ads and they want us to pronounce it Verbo. I'm just not going to do that. No. That's, that's not, <laughs> no. not going to happen here. I've always called a VRBO. You can't make me call you Verbo just because no. you decided it sounds cooler. So, okay. So, <laughs> but they now have a way you can, like, create a shared wish list oh. on and then put in group members so that everybody can go in and comment if you're choosing a rental house together. You know, it says you can all vote on favorites. Voting seems a little strong. To me, that maybe you can, you can express your preferences so the, so everyone can participate in that. And it helps you, they say, determine what's most important to the group. So some people want a big kitchen. Other people don't care about that, but they want a pool. All of that, that can all be handled in advance on some of these sites like VRBO. Um, then another idea here is once you've decided on the group, figure out when everyone's available. I personally have found like the dates are usually the hardest. Part. Right. Uh -huh. So, so there's an app called Doodle that oh, uh, have you used one. Doodle? Our group used Doodle to pick and a date. Has that been successful yes. for you? Yep. Again, they say it's a poll online. I'm again yeah. voting. What? Whatever. But you can put all the possible travel dates up there, and then people can say what they prefer. Right. So, um, Doodle is one we recommend, and also Google Sheets is another way that you can do that. So that's oh. all. And um in the story. There's a woman here named Katrina Kagan who does the weekly newsletter Girls Night In, and she's the designator planner in her group of friends. You know, lots of groups. There's usually one person who is the hub of all this um, activity. So she actually created a trip planning spreadsheet that gathers travel details, expenses, and meals. And oh. she did that just for her friends, and they liked it so much that she's now posted it online. And you should check it oh, out. Oh, I'm going like to check that out. Like a central spreadsheet for yeah. so you have all your information together. We'll put a link in the show notes to that. And oh, it's in the story. That. That's a good times. idea. Yeah, it's a really interesting idea. And then beyond her spreadsheet, there's an app that I've used called TripIt. I've used that for business travel. So it allows you to collect all of the details for flights, hotels, car rentals into a master itinerary. Another good idea oh. because they have what they call an inner circle feature. So everybody can share their itineraries with everyone else instead of having this what they call the unwieldy email the chain. Email chain. Yeah. going like yeah. this with their arm. Yeah. yeah. The email chain gets insane. Right. So something like TripIt helps you prevent the unwieldy email chain. And then they also recommend, Julie, something that we did when we were in Argentina earlier this year to set up a WhatsApp group. Or you can use Facebook for that or just a text messaging. So everybody can send messages to each other and it's centralized in one place. So yeah. there's all that. And then there are a few more suggestions about how to do um, splitting up the expenses afterwards, which is it's also really good to have a process set up in advance to right. do that. You don't want to ruin your weekend uh, by having some... You know, bad situation yeah. at the end. People of it. Yeah. contentious about what things cost. So gather it all. People, you know, it needs to be fair. Anyway, I thought, especially for a group travel, some super duper uh, interesting suggestions here. So you should check it out. 
Fantastic, Liz. Those are all good. I'm gonna I'm gonna click on satellitesisters.com and download all that stuff. I'm gonna be ready. Okay. I'm gonna be ready. You know why, Liz? Because I have just yeah, as you said, I just have a sense of calm now. Don't you, you do. You you had a very successful vacation. I'm guessing it was nice. I did. I had the opportunity to go to Rancho La Puerta. It is a health and wellness spa, one of the oldest in the country. It's been around for 70 years. It's actually not in the country. It's actually three miles over the border in Tecate, Mexico. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing a story for Pasadena Magazine. You know, every once in a while. I have to do some research. So it was uh-huh. fantastic to get to go down there. Julie, you've been there. Liz, you've been there. I went with there. some of my uh, my Women's Weekend friends. Yeah. We enjoyed it so much. It's Leon. a great yeah. spot. Well, it's a comprehensive place because yeah. it's sort of all in one. You go. They provide all your meals. You get an endless supply of fitness classes. There are workshops for self-improvement. There's art there's music, mm-hmm. there's hiking, which, believe mm-hmm. it or not, I did. You did? No way. No what way. What brought Lee. that on? Here's a, here's what brought it on. So I went with a really open mind. I took my husband, which mm-hmm. was nice to me because I could have taken anybody, but I took him. <laughs> <laughs> that was an but, open mind. Lee. Yeah. Well, we've yeah. had a really long work year, and I can't go into mm-hmm. details on what I've been working on. Just know it's been every single weekend mm-hmm. for a solid year. Mm-hmm. I even worked Christmas yeah. Day. So I just wrapped up a very intense project that hopefully I'll get to tell you about soon. And he has been the same. He is has a new job. He's been working at sort of a at, at a startup work pace is yes. what I would say. So there were almost every weekend. He and I both worked both days every weekend for the last year. So mm-hmm. I picked this week because he said, oh, it's not going to be bad for me. Of course, it was bad for him. But we went <laughs> anyway. And we just we needed this time together. I needed to reconnect with him. He with me. And we just needed to disconnect from other things. Mm-hmm. So I knew I wasn't going to get that level staying at home no. and Googling things all week, which is what I like to do in my spare time. <laughs> so I was very open. And the first thing I did when I arrived at Rancho La Puerta, it's oh, so spectacularly beautiful. It's up against the mountains. Uh, like the buildings are just charming and authentic and the plantings. Oh, my gosh. It is like being in a Garden of Eden. I did it not is. expect mm-hmm. how physically beautiful it was and like immediately relaxing. But I went to this first workshop that was called like Planning Your Week. And what we actually did was we set an intention for the week. So you get right into it there. They get right into your heart and your soul and your Uh mind. Like the facilitator, Jill, was asking questions and we were circling words and this and that. And at the end, she said, "Okay, that word you picked, that's your intention for the week. It was sort of surprised me. And my word was exploring. Really? Yes. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And she said, just pin it to your schedule and every morning. And every afternoon when you decide what to do, look at your intention and act on it. So I'm like, all right, I'm exploring. So, Liz, hence the hiking. Hence the hike. <laughs> hence the hiking. Which, which you really, truly hate. Really right? don't, really you, don't enjoy it. But you explored hiking. I explored it. Mm-hmm. I knew enough about I didn't do the hardest hikes, but mm-hmm. I did a beautiful meditation walk. Oh, Me, nice. It's 6 a.m. I did a moderate four-mile hike. And then my favorite hike, I hiked to breakfast. And then <laughs> we hiked to the organic farm for breakfast. So, oh, yeah, that's a good hike, Liam. Yeah, yeah, that's an excellent hike. So I took the whole week as exploring. Like, fine, I'm going to sign up for workshops I'd never sign up for. New There were classes like Feldenkrais, which is all about. Have oh, you ever yeah. done a Feldenkrais yes, class? Yes, my neighbor is a Feldenkrais instructor. Of course. Yes. Of course, in Santa Monica. Yeah. yeah. I don't know Everyone what that is. is. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about like uh, body Posture alignment. Posture and alignment. Yeah. And, but very small movements. Tiny, tiny mm-hmm. movements. And then I took That's a, why I hated it. Yeah. It was too tiny for me. It's not enough action. It's like raise your pinky. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. But I took it. But people love it. I took something called gyrokinesis. What is that? Oh, you're on a stool, Liz. That's it. See what I'm doing? I'm just rotating around Spinning in this chair. On a stool. Loved it. <laughs> Whatever. I did stretching. I did all the dance classes. I did hot Latin cardio. I did move and groove. I did. Well, you salsa. love the dance. I love the dance. Uh-huh. And then it was Water Week, so that was exciting. Ooh. You would have enjoyed it because mm. the guy who invented HydroFit was the teacher. He's wow. there from Oregon. And so we were in the pool with the deep water, the water yoga, the wave. I was doing it all. I mean, we had a fantastic week. Wow. Was, and 
But the one of the keys to this week for me was that I really wanted to do a digital detox. Mm-hmm. I had read about these before where you put your phone away and you stop it. Sounds complicated, but really you just put your phone away. <laughs> just I know. I don't, I don't know why we have to name it. It used to just be called going away on vacation. Just life. Yeah. And now, you know, you just... But, you have to set an intention. I did. It, uh, Leon, was it hard to do? Was it, uh, it I act- mean, were you tempted to looking at your phone, checking things out? You know, the good thing about Rancho La Puerta is that, and I think it helps in this, it's a no cell phone zone. Mm-hmm. Like it is one of the places that is really kind of buckled down on this. So you're not allowed, to, There's they're not encouraged uh, to uh, take out your phone. You can take some photos, but you're encouraged to put it in a little sleeping bag and put it away, the cell phone sleeping bag. There are only a few Wi-Fi hotspots around. There's no Wi-Fi in your room. so That is so healthy. It's really healthy. Mm-hmm. you know. And the other thing you notice is no one takes their phone out. Like mm-hmm. It's a, just a community-level commitment to being a digital free zone. So that so really no one's helped. taking pictures of the beautiful place. Very o- occasionally, yes, people are taking pictures, but then the phone goes away, and the all the noises have to be turned down and everything. So there's not the constant beeping and dinging and people's cell phones going off. You never see people walking around staring at their phone or sitting at a table staring at your phone. You just don't see it. People, mm-hmm. if they're going to use their phone, they go to these designated lounges mm-hmm. or their laptop. There is a business center. Where, of course, my husband went. But, <laughs> but you know, Julie, I made the commitment. I didn't even bring my laptop. That's the first time Good I haven't you, brought Leah. my laptop in 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, then, um, and then I didn't take out my phone for the first four days we were there. Uh, Good for I, you. I said to the kids, here's the telephone number of the place. If there's an emergency, call me. They'll get a message to me. But I thought, if you're really like taking— Like olden times. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they have actual working phones in the room. So I uh-huh. thought maybe we could use those working phones. Uh, but I really wanted to disconnect because I had just gotten Pavlovian about yeah. like bing, 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 mm-hmm. like usage of the phone and everything. And what was interesting was that there were things I totally would have Googled had there been Wi-Fi in the room, <laughs> like people I met or people I suspected were people I might have heard of before, oh. conversations I overheard, and I would have gone home and like Google that person, like, ooh, that's so-and-so. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't do that. So I actually had to go over and talk to them and ask them be, questions oh, and have a conversation. Radical like, pe- land. People are super friendly. It's the yes. kind of place where everybody talks to everyone, right. which is also very nice. It's really nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. you sit down at dinner and people, please join us. It's all communal eating. People talk on the high and you don't have to talk if you don't want to, but if you mm-hmm. want to engage, you can. So I really, I really was very successful. In fact, it was almost too successful because at one point I did have to check my phone because I had to meet with someone at the ranch. I had a couple of questions to ask them about this article I'm working on for Pasadena Magazine. And then I saw another work email oh. and about my secret project. And there were two questions. One was a quick yes no question uh-huh. the other was like i had to think about stuff and like mm. whiteboard it and send it in i couldn't my brain was so addled and scrambled like i couldn't even think about thinking about it i was mm. like i can't i am in i just can't i'm in mexico digital detox oh. and so i guess it worked because i really i just mm. really shut all that which was hugely important for mm-hmm. me and i just really enjoyed that piece of it actually just connecting and talking and walking away that is worth a lot these it days. Is. So yes. yeah. so in addition to the hot Latin cardio like, <laughs> and the unbelievable scalp massages and the delicious farm-to-table food. Yeah. like, And it's it all vegetarian, right? It, right? They have some seafood now. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, So that's relatively new. They've introduced a little bit of seafood protein. But yes, yeah. in general, it was all vegetarian, just deliciously prepared. I didn't even know it was vegetarian until like the third or fourth day I was there. <laughs> yeah. It was so delicious. Yeah. You know? And I just, it was great. And now they do have a wine bar that also serves wine. So oh. it's not served at dinner. You have to go to a special place, but it used to be dry. Yeah. So right. dry meaning you had to bring everything in, as mm-hmm. my friends would always say. <laughs> no, we so I know some people didn't, but some people did. But now you can go have a glass of wine at a beautiful wine bar. But in general, I just was an incredibly successful week because I really felt like I 
disconnected mm-hmm. from the world, reconnected with myself and my husband, met some really interesting people, had some wonderful conversations. You know, it's a good place for, well, groups of women. You've seen yes, like yes. every combination, uh-huh. mother, daughter, grandmother, granddaughters, mm-hmm. friends, college pe- friends, okay. yeah. sisters mm-hmm. from New Jersey. Like there were a lot mm-hmm. of sisters from New Jersey. <laughs> there was a, quite, a, quite a few sisters from New Jersey, uh, husband and wives. Um, and then, but it's also a really good place for solo travelers, solo uh-huh. women travelers. I've been there solo. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah because it, it because of that sense of community. You yeah. can really enjoy yourself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I talk to everyone from like you know, working mom from San Diego that you know, this is her third summer there, where she just gets away for a week while her husband takes the kids someplace else. This is her thing. To a woman who had been there fifteen times, and now she's an only caregiver for her husband with Parkinson's. Oh wow! I know, and she's in her seventies now. And she said, I haven't been here in four years. This is what I've been doing. And I was so happy that she had made the time for herself. Mm-hmm. And and all week long, I saw her with other people and talking and engaging. And it's actually wonderful because no one really asks, what do you do for a living? Like, you don't right. talk about work. You just talk about other stuff. Yeah. Talk about learning and thinking and mm-hmm. jazz music. Exploring. 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 <laughs> there's, there's some tree hugging that goes on as well. Yes. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. Cow canoodling. Have it's, they introduced the cow canoodling? That'll be yet? next, Liz, because they're on the cutting edge of all kinds of fitness. There's one, yeah. So I'm going to talk next week about some of the things my husband and I did. We oh. did some learning and some growing, which is you did uh, after okay. Good 20, for you after 26 years of marriage, almost no growth or learning <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> I'm going to talk about that. Uh, wow, but, that's a good tease. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, but uh, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com to check out Rancho La Puerta. They are running yeah. some specials in August. So if you're looking like, hey, maybe this is time for me to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you factor in, it's all inclusive. It's yeah. a wonderful week. It's yeah. a wonderful week. Uh, so you can go to SatelliteSisters.com for that. Okay, well done, sister. I know. Oh, it was delightful. Two parts. All right. Uh, yeah, two parts. <laughs> Where do you get to the learning? Where do you get there? <laughs> All right. Uh, we would like to thank a couple of sponsors here at Satellite Sisters. Hi, all. It's Leanne Dolan from Satellite Sisters. And you know what my definition of self-care is? Any product from OseaMalibu.com. That's right. We love the beautiful body care products at oseamalibu.com. And we love that they've supported Satellite Sisters for a long time. That's how it works. The sponsors support us. You support the sponsors. We continue to produce Satellite Sisters content for you. And you know what? We do it with really great looking skin. This is the year of Andaria Algae Body Butter. If you have not tried this amazing product yet, 2024 is your year because Andaria Algae Body Butter is Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable product. It makes a glowing choice for achieving your new year body care and self-care goals. I got to tell you, you put this stuff on. First of all, we've said it before, you want to eat it. Secondly, you put it on, it makes your skin feel so smooth and hydrated. And that lasts for days. You know, have you ever had a beauty product that kind of fades out and an hour later, you're like, what happened there? Not the case with the famous Andaria Algae Body Butter. It's not your typical body butter, and that's why it works better. It's made with ingredients that's normally reserved for your face, like the Andaria seaweed and the ceramides, and it can transform your dry, crepey skin to smooth, soft, and supple. So make it happen in 2024. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Mosia. Right now, we have a special discount just for our satellite sisters and misters. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. You get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Okay, we're back. Time for entertaining sisters here. Uh, But first, we want to remind you, as we always say, you can go to SatelliteSisters.com if you have questions or looking for links or sponsor Mm -hmm. links on the show. Liz does a fantastic job with the show notes. So Yeah, uh, you know, there is a search feature on the website. I'm trying to say this in the friendliest possible way. Sometimes we get emails saying, hey, I can't find this or that. Like, what was the who was the what was the sponsor link three weeks ago? Or like you can see that on the left hand column, there is a search function. So if you're looking for a particular story, if you want to know, wait, what was that Rothy's link or whatever it happened to be, you can do all of that 
on the site. Also on the site, there's the whole audio archive. So you can do something that we really do encourage you to do, which is send an episode to your Satellite Sisters. You just go to that page, and if there's a particular episode that you love and you think, you know, I'm always telling my friends about Satellite Sisters. Here's one that they could all listen to. You can just send that right off to them. It all happens at SatelliteSisters.com. All right. Entertaining sisters, uh, I want to wave you off a certain thing. <laughs> okay. A thing you were excited about. You told us this so is going to be great. It's going to be great. You sent us a text that you were really excited, Leanne. Yeah. So, so excited. So uh, I went to something called Apollo 11, the immersive experience at the Lunar Dome that they created at the Rose Bowl. Now, do you remember like 40 years ago when mom took us, she thought it would be a great idea to go to that production of A Christmas Carol on a Christmas Eve, and it Mm -hmm. turned out to be this completely amateurish, downer Mm -hmm. version of A Christmas Carol. (laughs) And then we mocked her, we mocked her for 40 years, like until she died, about how bad that A Christmas Carol was. Well, this was my personal Christmas Carol, (laughs) because I built this up with my sons. I bought four tickets for July 5th. I'm like, opening night, we're going to do it. I thought it was the documentary that oh, you had that raised I saw. about. Yes. You know why I thought that, Liz? Because they used footage from the documentary in the ads, and oh. it had the exact same logo. So, oh, really? So you can see my confusion that I thought, oh, immersive experience, it's going to be the documentary, like – projected on this giant... Yeah, because I saw that in IMAX format, and I loved it. Right, so I figured it was something with the little bells and whistles, maybe extra sound. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know what it was going to be, and I don't even think the producers knew what it was going to be, so that's why the advertising was vague. And then a day or two before we went, they started... I started seeing posts about the actors. I was like, what? I'm just going to make this short, but I just want to warn you. It (laughs) It is playing in 17 cities. Do not go. Uh It was unbelievably (laughs) bad. Really? All I can say is that they managed to take the most unbelievable event of humankind and reduce it to one small step for mankind. Yeah. Right. Reduce it to a like poor high school production of Look, We Went to the Moon. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh Like cheesy reenactments and things? Cheesy reenactments, terrible script writing. Terrible acting, oh. which in Los Angeles is a crime. <laughs> they should be arrested. When you have actors who are laughing and breaking character, oh my gosh. Oh, wow. And like and then the visuals, they spent about twelve bucks on them. They weren't oh. it was not the 70 millimeter footage. It wasn't even the public access. NASA makes all those visuals like open. Yeah. No, it was like cheap, blurry animation. <laughs> In the middle of the production we were at, we had a 7.1 earthquake. Oh, that's right. Oh. You were there when the earthquake I was there. Hit. And the lunar lander, that was the only kind of cool thing. They had recreated the actual lunar lander, like, at the real size. That started to swing wildly above our heads. And, <laughs> and I heard Colin say, maybe it will fall and kill us and put us out of our misery. <laughs> so, it, they, so your sons enjoyed this experience? Oh. I mean, the only good thing is, like, I will be mocked for 40 years, and they will enjoy doing it. Because I had built it up like it's going to be awesome, and I made them come and be home on time, and it was terrible. So apparently this tour is going to 17 cities. Like, unless they blow up the whole show, start again. Just And it was $50 a person. And that was the preview. Oh, uh, really? They are charging. A, they're charging over a hundred dollars a person to go to this in various cities. Okay, well, it's a public service to warn people. Yeah. Off then. So thank you, Liam. Just thank go. You. Just go to your neighborhood playground and re- reenact the moon landing. It'll be better. <laughs> There's eight million shows about the moon landing on yeah. PBS this week. Every night this week, they're doing Nova and right. American Experience. It's all about the moon. Do that. Do anything but like this immersive experience. So oh, that's a shame. I've done my public service. It was terrible. It was laughably bad. Okay. Well, uh, moving on in the entertainment category then, we do have um, breaking Emmy nominations this morning. As I've mentioned before, I'm an Emmy voter because I was a television executive. And they don't throw you out when you're no longer a television <laughs> executive. So, But I figure podcasting, we are in the entertainment world. So we were we were anxious to see this morning what some of the big Emmy noms would be. And if you're if you've been listening carefully for the past several months, you will know what we were most anxious about. We wanted to be sure that Fosse Verdon got got some love. <laughs> got some love. Because my concern was that somehow 
Game of Thrones would just be every nomination in every category, whether they competed in that category or not. So some categories, that is in fact true. So I have the the breaking news here now about, um, for instance, in the Actress in a Drama Series category, the uh, the nominations are Amelia Clark, Game of... Oh, wait a minute, not that one. Wait a minute, there was one other one where, like... Four out of the six nominees are all from from Game of Thrones. So luckily, that did not happen for Fosse Verdon, which is in a separate category oh, good. from Game good. of Thrones. It's in the category that is called limited series or movie. So Sam Rockwell, who was so excellent yes. as Bob Fosse, he got a nomination. Uh, Michelle Williams, who we love, she got a nomination. Great. And the show itself did get a nomination Great. in its category. It's a super tough category. Like in the those um, limited series or movies, people do a lot of great stuff in that category. Anyway, so we're very happy for them to get nominations. But even more, I was thinking about this, sisters. It means... Leon, you know, we went to that Fosse Verdon panel. Right. Which we were so excited to go yes. to. And Michelle Williams did not get asked a single question about her performance. Yes. Well, now there, now that she has a nomination, I'm sure she'll do another panel. Oh, okay, so right. Maybe we can get in again. <laughs> maybe there will be a better moderator. Maybe we'll actually hear Michelle Williams talk about what it was like to do that performance as Gwen Verdon. Anyway, I'm sure you all have your own favorites in the TV world. We're clearly in the Fosse Verdon camp, but I'll do a post about this and you can you can pick your faves. We want to know what you've been watching. Uh, sisters, I want to mention our beach bag book um, list that we have that's available on our website. Leon, you did a fantastic job picking out books. I just got Melanie, Melanie Benjamin's The Mistress of the Ritz. Great historical fiction, yes. Leon. I started it. It's going to be really fun. There's some great books out there. And one of the things I did with my women's our women's weekend this weekend, we always make a book book list for ourselves of books that we've enjoyed reading. So I put a number of the beach bag book list, Satellite Sisters beach bag books on that list. And two other books that people mentioned that I, I'm going to, um, to check out. And I thought you might like them as well. One is called the short nights of the shadow catcher by Tim Egan. Have you heard this? It's a very, it's a powerful biography of Ed, Edward Curtis, the man who took, um, a 30-year effort to document traditional Native Americans and photographs. Do you oh, know that? Oh, no, no, that sounds interesting. No. No, Tim Egan, short... is a, he's a longtime writer for The Times, right? I yeah. feel, yeah, okay. Yeah, The Short Nights of the Shadow Catcher. And another historic fiction that um, by Colin McCann that I think looks good is called Transatlantic. And this is a historic fiction set in, uh, sort of set in Ireland, and it's tying together um, sort of a series of narratives from uh, British aviators to Frederick Doug Douglass's visit to Ireland to do a speaking tour. Didn't huh. know he did that. And Senator George Mitchell's negotiating peace treaty. So oh. it's sort of a, so Transatlantic is one book. And the second book is The Short Nights of the Shadow Catcher. Both were recommended. So add that to your beach bag book list for mm -hmm. the summer. Okay, Julie. Fantastic. And I want to mention one thing. My friend, Dr. Nancy Burke, who I did the chaos, who I did the College Bound Chronicles with our podcast about the college admission series. She's had a long running podcast called Wine at Nine. Mm -hmm. She has finally changed the name of it, mm -hmm. which I'm very happy for because Nancy is not a whiner. She's a very uh -huh. positive person. Oh, she's, and there's wine, W-H-I-N-E. Yes. Right? Yeah. And she's mm -hmm. a psychologist and she just had a name that did not reflect her podcast. So she has her podcast has been renamed Entertaining Insights. Oh, nice. And I am the guest on the on the relaunch of the podcast. I'm her first Entertaining Insights guest. So oh. it was fun to talk to her, just like old times. I was back in the closet recording. We talked all about sort of the creative process and some of the work we've done here at Satellite Sisters and how I approached my creative life. And so you can find that episode at Entertaining Insights. It was Dr. Nancy Burke. It was fun. Okay. Fun. Great. All right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez, our engineer. Thank you, Sergio, for making us sound great every week. And a special thanks to our sponsors and to you for supporting our sponsors. It really does make a big difference in allowing mm -hmm. us to do this show and to continue to get sponsors. So we really appreciate it uh, when you visit their websites. 
Okay, on my to-do list this week, speaking of beach bag books, I'm excited to go uh, to a book signing at Romans in Pasadena, Jasmine Guillory, who wrote The Wedding Party that oh, I mentioned. Oh, yeah, mentioned. that you recommend. Oh, yeah, I like that book. Yeah, yeah, she is a trio of sort of hot contemporary romance books, uh, and I like her voice. It's young and interesting. So she's going to be at Romans kicking off her book tour with two of my other heroes, the Fug Girls. Do oh. you know that? <laughs> No. Do you know the Fug Girls? <laughs> oh, they're so funny. They they were sort of the original like snarky fashion girls mm-hmm. online for, but they've been doing it for like fifteen years, and they live in Pasadena, and they're just they they also are novelists. They wrote the novel The Royal We, which is a really cute book about almost like a Meghan and Harry story, but they it predates Meghan and Harry. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to this book signing of Romans on Wednesday night. Jasmine Guillory and the Fug Girls. Count that me in. Fun. That's a good lineup. That's a good lineup. Up. Liz, what about you? Clam bake. Liam. Uh, okay. <laughs> Julie, I'm sorry you're going to miss the annual summer clam bake. Uh, I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's a highlight of my summer, Liz. <laughs> I'm sorry that I won't be able to join yeah. you this year. So this Saturday, we're having the annual clam bake. Liam, you and your husband are going to make it. Yes. And I think your son and his girlfriend and our sister Sheila is also going to make right it. Right on. So clam bake on the beach. You got to do that every summer. Just some... Some clams, some lobsters, <laughs> some, there's some dancing, there's, you know, clam bake. Graham. It's summer fun. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Well, sisters, I'm heading to Brooklyn. Urban Nana is going to be on assignment next weekend. I'm just going to go up, check up on my grand, my granddaughters and also check in on my son who uh, is recovering. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some eyes on the prize uh, there, seeing, <laughs> seeing firsthand what's happening. All right. Well, safe travels, Julie. Safe travels. Uh, We'll be back next week for the last couple weeks. Just a reminder to people, we do take a break in August. So Mm -hmm. plan accordingly. I don't know. (laughs) But we have we have eight hundred and ten shows in the audio yeah. archives, so you're you won't be left alone. You have years of work, years of listening there. Yes, so we have always taken an annual hiatus in August. It's good for us to recharge. We get to take mm-hmm. some vacation time, do some traveling, uh, and catch up on all a lot of the other work stuff we don't do the other months of the year. Mm. So uh, so that's it. Just a warning, but we have a couple more shows in July, and we'll we're going to end with a bang. <laughs> we are. We'll do it. All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.